Welcome to Speak Life. Well, today I'd like to talk to you on the subject of healing. And the reason I'd like to discuss this subject with you is because many people struggle with the concept that God still heals today. So I would like to encourage you by reminding you that not only is God willing to heal your body, but that God is more than able to do it. As we look into his word and we, as we look into the book of Exodus chapter 15 and 26, we read where God clearly states, I am the Lord that heals you. And as we look into the New Testament, we read of many accounts where his son, Jesus Christ, went about healing the sick. The Bible says that Jesus healed the lame, he healed the crippled, he healed the blind. And in fact, there was never one occasion where Jesus was not willing to heal. So if you're a believer, you believe that Jesus died on the cross for the salvation of all of mankind. Now, if the only reason that Jesus gave his life was for the forgiveness of our sins, his death would have been more than enough cause to have given his life. But the truth is, is that our salvation includes much more than just the forgiveness of our sins. So let's take a look at this word salvation today. It actually comes from the Greek word meaning sozo, comes from the Greek word sozo. It's an all-encompassing word meaning deliverance, forgiveness, and healing. So when Jesus died on the cross at Calvary, he died that you might receive forgiveness, that you might receive deliverance, and that you might receive healing. Now, the Bible assures us in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, and I'm going to be quoting from the King James Version here today. Surely he, meaning Jesus, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried away our sorrows, and by his stripes we were healed. Now, in the Hebrew, the word born means to remove to a distance, and the word griefs means sickness. So what this scripture is saying here is surely Jesus Christ removed sickness. That's great news for you and I. This means that you and I do not have to live a life that is full of sickness and disease because Jesus Christ removed sickness and sin at the cross of Calvary. Praise God. That means that healing belongs to you. But I want to make something extremely clear here today. Although healing belongs to you, God's method of bringing that healing forth is entirely up to him. You see, God has a plan for every healing. You might be wondering what exactly am I meaning here? Well, let's go to the word of God and I'm going to show you a clear example of what I'm teaching here today. Excuse me. In 2 Kings chapter 5 and 10, we read the story of a man named Naaman by the name of Naaman. Now, Naaman was a great hero in the uh, army of Aram, and he was used to getting a lot of respect. But unfortunately, he came down with leprosy, but God had a plan for Naaman. Now, in 2 Kings chapter 5 and 10, we read that the word of the Lord came to Naaman through the prophet Elisha. Now, prophets are people that are hand-selected by God to speak for him. Prophets were very prevalent in the Old Testament, and prophets are still being used mightily today to speak for God. Now, I'm not going to be going into this teaching today, but just understand that God still does use the prophet. So... The word of the Lord came to Naaman through the prophet Elisha, and here were the instructions that Naaman was given. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, and you will be restored and cleansed. Now, 
When Naaman received these instructions, he was not very happy to say to say the least. In fact, he was quite upset because the Jordan River was a very muddy river. Now, I've seen the Jordan River firsthand, and I can assure you it's quite muddy. It's not a place where you would want to take a nice luxury swim, to say the least. So when he received these instructions, although he was quite upset, um, he had kind of a arrogant response and his response was huh well I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the spot and he would cure me instantly you see Naaman's problem was was that he thought he knew how his healing should manifest he thought that the man of God would just come out wave his hand over him pray call on the Lord and that he would be instantly healed but he had to do things God's way. You see, he had to follow the instructions that God gave him in order for his healing to manifest. But the good news is that as he followed God's instructions, he was completely restored after washing in the Jordan River seven times. Now, there's an extremely important principle that I want to bring out here today. Healing belongs to us, but we must do things God's way. We must follow God's instructions. Now, I personally have received many healings in my own lifetime. And anytime sickness has tried to invade my body, anytime sickness has tried to cause me to be weak or, or any of the things like that, the first thing that I have done is that I have stood on God's word. I'm not going to allow sickness to invade my body. So I stand on the word of God and I begin to thank the Lord that he is the Lord that heals me. I begin to thank the Lord and I begin to praise the Lord that he is my healer. And then there's something that I do. I begin to take action. I begin to pray. I begin to seek the Lord for his method of healing. And I can assure you of this. Every time God has instructed me as to what I needed to do, now, his instructions were not always the same, but each and every time he instructed me, it may not have happened overnight, but eventually, as I continued to stay in faith, God led me to the victory. Well, today I'd like to talk to you about four different types of methods in which God can bring healing to our bodies. The first method that I'd like to discuss with you today is sending the word. In the book of John, chapter 4, verses 49 through 40, excuse me, verses 49 through 52, we read about a father who approached Jesus saying, Sir, come before my son dies. But Jesus says to the man, you can go, your son will live. So the man took Jesus at his word and he left. The Bible says that while the man was on his way, the servants met the man with the news that the boy was living. Now, when the boy, excuse me, when the man asked at what time that the boy got better, they told the man that it was at the seventh hour. Well, then the father realized that this was the exact time that Jesus Christ said, you can go, your son will live. So what happened here is this. When Jesus spoke into that situation, immediately change occurred. Jesus set, sent his word into the situation and the boy was healed and restored. So basically what Jesus was saying here is that I do not have to physically be in the same room that your son is in. You see, I'm sending my word into that situation and my word will not return void, but it's going to accomplish that which I am sending it forth to do today. 
Healing occurred simply by sending the word. Now, as ambassadors for Christ, you and I are ambassadors for Christ. And as ambassadors, we too can do the exact same thing that Jesus did here. We too can send God's word into a situation, standing on God's word, believing that his word is not going to return void. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, My word shall not return void, but it will accomplish that which I am sending it forth to do. So, we can pray for friends in another state, another country. We can send God's word into the situation. For example, we can pray and say, God, I am sending your word right now into that situation. I am believing that my friend Susan right now is being healed in the name of Jesus. You said that you are the Lord that heals. And you said that by the stripes of Jesus, Sue is healed. So I send your word into that situation right now, believing that your word is accomplishing that which is being sent forth to do in Jesus' name. Now, I have done this multiple times sent God's word. And I have received tremendous reports back from individuals that God touched them and God healed them as the word was being sent. So I want to encourage you that people can and will be healed simply by sending God's word. So the next method of healing that I would like to discuss with you today is having proper knowledge. The Bible tells us in Hosea 4 and 6 that lack of knowledge will destroy you. You see, many people have suffered needlessly from sickness and from disease simply because they did not have the knowledge that they needed in order for their bodies to function properly. People, we cannot continue, continually abuse our body. We cannot continue to fill our bodies full of junk and never exercise and gain massive amounts of weight and abuse our bodies and expect for our bodies to function in a healthy manner. Oftentimes I see people coming forward asking for prayer and they're expecting to receive instant healing. People that have issues such as high blood pressure and diabetes, they come forward for prayer, which we should get prayer, but then they leave and they never do anything about it. They never make any life changes. You see, they expect God to heal a certain way, but yet they never take any initiative to do anything themselves. Did you realize that God created our bodies? He designed our bodies with the capability of healing itself if given the proper support. I think that many people are so spiritually minded that they're not being practical. Now, I personally have received many healings as God gave me the knowledge that I needed in order for my body to heal itself. Now, of course, that meant I had to take the initiative. I had to do something on my part. I had to seek knowledge. But we live in a society where knowledge is literally at our fingertips. There's a plethora of information out there regarding nutrition and supplementation and Lots of information out there regarding herbs and plants. These are things that God designed for mankind. God even makes mention of these things in, in the Bible. In the book of Genesis 1 and 29, the Lord makes mention of these things. As we read in the book of Genesis about the creation of the universe, we read where God created plants and nutrition, things for mankind to put into their bodies in order for their bodies to function properly and in order for their bodies to be strong. See, the body has the capability of healing itself. 
Now, I personally have witnessed the benefits of using proper nutrition, uh, taking supplements, uh, using herbs, and the benefit of using essential oil. As we look into the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament, we read many scriptures where essential oils are mentioned. In Matthew 2, verse 11, we read the story of the wise men. And the Bible says that they opened their treasures and they presented, excuse me, they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, the wise men were known as being very, very wise. And there was a very good reason that the wise men presented the gifts of essential oils, frankincense, and myrrh along with the gold to the Christ child, you see, because they understood the importance of not only having gold, but the value of having these essential oils, these precious gifts. Well, right now, I'd like to share a testimony with you about how one essential oil, frankincense, dramatically changed the quality of my life. A few years ago, I was diagnosed as having a slip vertebra in my lower back, and this diagnosis was extremely difficult and um, the condition was so debilitating that I was not able to really even take a walk around the block, literally. And when I went to the grocery store, I had to use a shopping cart in order to stabilize myself when I walked because of the instability in my lower back. But although the season of my life was so difficult, I was determined that I was not going to give up. So I began to stand on God's word. I began to thank the Lord that according to his word, I am healed. I began to pray and I went and I had some uh, different ministers and individuals, friends of mine, pray for me. Well, when I wasn't healed instantly, I made the choice that perhaps at that time and season, that wasn't God's plan for my life. So I began to seek God, I began to pray, and I began to search for knowledge. As I was searching for knowledge, I began to read up on essential oils. As I read about one oil in particular, frankincense, I read that it had a rep reputation as being the king of oils. So as I was praying about this oil, I heard very, very clearly in my heart, the Lord speak to me, purchase this oil and begin to apply it on your back daily. Well, because of the fact God instructed me to do this, that is exactly what I did. I purchased the oil. I began to apply it on the lower portion of my back every single day. And within two weeks period of time, I noticed that I was walking a little more stable. I noticed that something was occurring in my body within two weeks already. And people with God as my witness within two months period of time of applying that frankincense oil to the lower portion of my back, not only was I able to walk around the block, but I was able to begin going for walks up to 30 minutes a day, something that I was unable to do for at least three years of my life. The quality of my life changed drastically from having proper knowledge. Why? Because knowledge is power. Maybe you watching today are just one step away from receiving the knowledge that you need in order to overcome the weakness and the illness that you're currently facing. I encourage you to begin to seek the knowledge that you need because God can heal 
through having proper knowledge. Amen. Well, let's take a look at the third method of healing that I'd like to discuss today. And that is God can bring healing through medical doctors. Because many people who have suffered with tremendous pain and gone to medical doctors, they, uh, the Lord has used God to bring forth the healing that these individuals needed in their bodies. You see, there is a reason why God has given man the wisdom to know how to do a variety of different types of procedures uh, and surgeries. There is a reason God has given man this wisdom. You might be thinking, well, that's not really healing, is it? That's not supernatural. Don't you believe in supernatural healing? Of course I do. Of course I believe that way. Absolutely. And this is my preferred way and method of being healed. But that was Naaman's preferred method as well, right? We have to do things God, God's way. You see, because sometimes, believe it or not, sometimes it takes more faith to go through some type of a process. It takes more faith to go through some type of a surgery than it does to have the faith to believe for an instant healing. Remember, healing belongs to you, but we have to put our faith and our trust in God's plan. No one wants to have to go through this type of a process. No one wants to have to go through a surgery, but we must remember to trust God. Because sometimes God is doing a tremendous work in individuals as they go through this and in their families. Healing belongs to us. And sometimes God does use medical doctors. So should the Lord lead you to use a medical doctor? Continue to stand on his word that healing belongs to you, that he is the Lord, your healer. Continue to stand on his word, believing that God will heal. And just keep in mind that oftentimes people have received a diagnosis through their medical doctor and they've chosen to use alternative medicine rather than pharmaceutical drugs. We never want to rule out the fact that God can and will use man in order to assist us in bringing our healing forth in our bodies. Amen. And in fact, if you're a believer watching today, God wants to use you to be an instrument of his healing. This leads me to my fourth and final method of healing that I would like to discuss with you today. And that method is the laying on of hands. While Jesus Christ walked the face, face of this earth, part of his mission was to train and to instruct individuals to do just exactly what he was doing. Now, after Jesus resurrected from the grave and before his ascension back to heaven, he gathered the 12 disciples before him and he instructed them in what they needed to be doing until his return. This was known as the Great Commission. Now at the Great Commission, Jesus told his disciples, he told them to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and these signs shall accompany those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will get well. What Jesus was saying here to his disciples is that as you lay your hands on the sick and pray and believing, they will recover. They will be healed. Now, everything that Jesus taught the original 12 disciples at the Great Commission was supposed to be replicated. You see, the original 12 disciples were to replicate themselves. 
Now, one definition of the word replicate is to reproduce, to reproduce, or to make an exact copy of. You see, the original 12 disciples were to replicate themselves. They were to reproduce themselves. They were to make disciples who were to make disciples who were to make disciples. And this process was to continue until the second return of Jesus Christ, until his return. People, Jesus is coming back. But somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, what was originally taught to the 12 disciples regarding the laying on of hands is no longer being taught today. And some churches, many churches are not teaching this. And in fact, many people do not believe that God still heals through the laying on of hands. And my question is, why would he stop healing this way? And the answer is, is that God never stopped healing through the laying on of hands. People stopped believing. Many Christians call themselves believers, yet they're not believing everything that Jesus taught. You might be wondering, well, what qualifies me? You know, I do believe in Jesus. Okay, I'll give you that. I believe in Jesus. I am a believer, but what gives me the right to do this? The, Jesus Christ himself has given you the right. He has given you the authority to do this. In Matthew 10, verse 1, the Bible says that Jesus called his disciples to him, giving them the authority to heal every disease and every sickness. So if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that makes you a disciple. If you are a follower of his teachings, you are a disciple. And Jesus himself has given you the authority to be able to do this. Now, one definition of the word authority means the power or right to give orders and enforce obedience. The power or right to give orders and enforce obedience. So as a believer, you have been given the right to command sickness to leave. You have been given the right to give orders to that sickness, commanding it to leave in the Jesus, in Jesus's name. You have been given the right to enforce God's word as a disciple of Christ. Jesus himself gave you the right but hear me clearly on this. We are not the ones that are doing the healing. You see, we are not the ones that heal. It's simply God's healing virtue, God's healing power flowing through you and I as we pray in faith believing. It's never about our ability. You might be wondering, well, what if I pray for the sick and they're not healed? Well, what if they are? Again, remember that it's never up to you for the individual to be prayed, excuse me, to receive healing. It's never up to you. Your part is simply to pray. Je uh, Jesus promised us in John chapter 14 and 13, he said, if you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. Now, the word name in the Greek means reputation, what they are known for. In other words, everything that the name of Jesus represents. And while Jesus Christ was on the face of this earth, he had a reputation of healing the blind, the lame, the sick. That was his reputation, part of his reputation. So as disciples of Christ, you and I have been given the authority to pray for the sick in the name of Jesus, and they can be healed. They can be healed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, I have seen people many times be healed this way, receive healing through the laying on of hands. And I want you to understand that you do not have to be the pastor of the church in order to do this. You do not have to be the traveling evangelist. You simply need to believe 
in the teachings of Jesus Christ. You simply need to believe when you pray. So pray in faith in the name of Jesus, remembering that Jesus is the only one who ever had the reputation for healing the sick. You see, Allah never had a reputation for healing the sick. Buddha never had a reputation for healing the sick. But only Jesus Christ carried the reputation of healing the sick. And his healing power, the healing power of Jesus Christ is still flowing today. Amen. So continue to stand, whatever you're facing today. Continue to stand and continue to believe and continue to pray in faith using the name of Jesus as you pray. Amen. Continue to pray in faith, believing because healing is a part of your salvation and healing belongs to you. Praise God. It belongs to you. Well, maybe you are watching today and you have never received the free gift of salvation. You've never made that decision to do that. And perhaps you've not received the free gift of salvation because you have allowed many things to hinder you from receiving it. You may have allowed fear or doubt or unbelief. You may have allowed shame to hinder you from accepting this free gift. Well, God wants you to know that he loves you very much. He does not want you to feel bad about yourself. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross at Calvary for you because of his love for you. You see, God had a plan just for you. He does not want you to feel bad about yourself and he wants you to know that there is nothing that you can do to be good enough to receive this free gift. You can't work toward it. Nothing you can do because salvation is not earned. It's not earned, it's simply received. The Bible tells us that by grace we are saved through faith and not by works. Ephesians 2 verse 8. So right now, I would like to give you watching today an opportunity to pray with me and accept the free gift that Jesus died to give you. The gift that includes deliverance, forgiveness and healing. Won't you pray with me today? Won't you accept this free gift right now? Let's pray together, okay? Right now, we, we pray, we come before you, God. We pray together, believing that Jesus was the Son of God and that Jesus died on the cross for the salva salvation of all of mankind. So right now, I accept Jesus and the finished work of the cross. I receive the free gift of salvation. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope that you will contact me if you've prayed this prayer today and invited Christ into your life. I hope that you will contact me. You may do so at my website at shannonlittleministries.org. I sure hope that you will reach out to me and let me know that you received Christ into your life today and continue to stand on his word and continue to believe for your healing if that's what you're facing in your body because healing is part of your salvation and it most certainly does belong to you today. Amen? 
will praise the Lord. Right now, I just pray that you have a tremendously blessed day and remember to always speak life. Thank you.